Joining us on the line is the warden of Simcoe County. We say hello to Jerry Marshall. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. How are you this morning? Very, very well. Thank you for joining us on the line. Lots to talk about. Let's get right into it. The 2018 budget, $510 million. Yeah, it's a, it's a rock-solid budget. It took, uh, you know, council and staff uh, really rolled up our sleeves to have a look at the budget. We tried to uh, make sure we were spending in a wise manner, in an effective manner, and certainly one that uh, allows us to be efficient. So we ended up with a budget of about $510 million, as I said, and that uh, represents about a 1% increase on uh, people's uh, county portion of their taxes. So if people are trying to do the math on that, it works out to uh, just a little over uh, $3 per $100,000 of your household assessment. That doesn't sound too daunting at all. What are some of the key issues that uh, you're focusing uh, maybe some new dollars or the majority of dollars to? Well, I'll give you a couple of highlights. I mean, there's there's three really. So we've got the two uh, new paramedic builds. So we've got that Barry right. hub uh, with, uh, you know, Barry police and fire going on in the city of Barry. And, of course, you see a new uh, paramedic center going into the uh, town of Collingwood. Also in Collingwood, of course, you see our affordable housing bill going on. So... You know, we've got a couple of major things happening on your side of the bay for sure. And one of the ones that really excites me is the, uh, you know, our new uh, launch into transit. Yeah, let's talk about the transit program. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about this, but uh, when does it all start and what's it going to look like for the folks in our area? Well, over the next four years, we'll spend about $5 million to get our transit uh, links going. And, you know, really we're trying to connect all our urban centers with one another. Uh, so that $5 million spend, we'll see us get about 19 uh, new buses. And then the seven accessible buses as well beyond those 19. So it'll be a full, uh, fully running system. Uh, this year we start uh, August the 7th. We'll connect the uh, towns of Penetanguishene and Midland to the city of Barrie. And that'll be year number one. Uh, year number two, we'll see us, uh, you know, uh, Collingwood, Wasega Beach into Barrie. And we'll roll out finally to Alliston and New Tecumseh in year number four. So it'll connect everybody up over a over a four-year period, my apologies if I do a bit of a cold here, uh, we'll uh, connect everybody up over uh, about a four-year period. And, and really what we want to do, uh, John, if it takes you from, you know, calling what to get to Barrie today, it takes you 40 minutes, we want our transit system to get you there in 50 or 55 minutes. So it'll be slightly longer than uh, you go on your own, but certainly uh, it won't be a milk run. How is this going to affect the current uh, transit system? I mean, Collingwood with Saga Beach Link, they've had a lot of success over the years. Yeah, what will happen with the links is so the county will assume the link uh, cost and the operating cost for the links between the two cities. Oh, the town will uh, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're with Saga Beach and Collingwood, you're going, okay, hang on here. The county's going to pick up the tab, so that's, nice. that's a good part of the deal. So we've got a couple of existing routes that we'll pick up, and um, uh, the Collingwood with Saga Beach is one of them, uh, uh, Bradford to Essa. Uh, is another one. We've got uh, Midland to uh, Penetanguishene is another one. So we'll assume some routes this year as well. Now, one of the challenges from a local transportation is that there are a lot of jobs and and a lot of you know restaurants and shops uh, towards Blue Mountain area, and often that's where the link kind of falls apart. I know it's another county, but are there are there moves to kind of in, increase the transit system to incorporate that? Uh, we haven't had chat, any formal chats with uh, with uh, Great County on that uh, type of topic, but I think once you see uh, the county uh, lead the way in the, uh, you know, connecting links, I think other counties and municipalities will look at this and go, you know what, we need to replicate what the county of Simcoe is doing, and should Great County look to uh, connect to the city of Collingwood at some point in time, I know we'd be wide open for conversation. In terms of years, how long will it be until we can get on a bus and get to Barrie in a matter of minutes? I'd say year next year, so I think you're 2019, wow. if I recall correctly. So this year uh, we'll start August the 7th, and that'll be Penetanguishene uh, Midland to Barrie. Mm-hmm. And then next year, um, you know, some point uh, during the uh, 2019, uh, Collingwood-Busega Beach will get connected to Barrie as well.
Sounds good. And if you think about it, when you plan your routes, uh, you know, once you, you know you go from Collingwood with Sega Beach into Barrie, once you're in Barrie, you grab their transit system, you can grab the GO train and end up downtown Union Station if you want. So it's, it's, you know, it's an incredible uh, way to connect uh, people from one end of the uh, county to the other. Yeah, it's going to mean a lot. And, and, you know, there's a good environmental story with that. There's a good... Uh, oh, yeah, you're saving the green footprint. Absolutely. It's, uh, there's, there's tons. And, you know, one of the things that, the, you know, the major stops, of course, will be connecting people to health care and post-secondary right. education. So certainly RBH and the Georgian College will be two main stops as well. Fantastic. Uh, let's talk about, uh, of course, the county looks after waste collection in our community. And it's been a bit of a challenging winter for the poor guys on the truck. It has been. And, you know, one of the things that... Excuse me. One of the things that really keeps the uh, you know county concerned is the employee safety. I mean, our, our waste collection folks are out there in some pretty treacherous conditions some days. So, you know, while we hate to take them off the road and uh, not pick up your recycling or your garbage, the reality is for their safety, you really do have to. So, you know, we do apologize uh, for those type of inconveniences. But to your point, the county's a uh, you know a big footprint, and we're forty nine hundred square kilometers. And you know, you can put out your garbage in Bradford, West Gwillimbury. And be in your running shoes with uh, looking at your front grass, and uh, you know, it's nice and sunny, but their trucks don't get to you because we're stuck up in the north in Collingwood or Penetangishine where there's three feet of snow and a snowstorm. So it, it, we do have some uh, daunting challenges at times, but uh, we do as a staff at the County of Simcoe and a council and work with our contractors as well, trying to, trying to think our way through how we can do better, how we can do things differently. So uh, we're always trying to improve, but you know, sometimes uh, Mother Nature just gets the best of us. The county's been big in terms of waste diversion. I know that uh, you guys have done a fantastic job of promoting your uh, green bin and organics program. Uh, first of all, how do you th- how is that taking, and uh, what's next? Are you got do you have more p- in plans? Yeah, no, certainly we've increased increased our diversion by about ten percent last year. So we're really proud of that number. And if I could leave our listeners any kind of message at all, just remind folks that you know food is not garbage. So make sure that uh, we feed those green bins. And if you you know if you look at that garbage can and you start to uh, scrape your plate into uh, into the garbage can just take a pause and go you know what food's not garbage let's feed the green bin that would help a lot uh, but the other ones we started a battery program uh, two years ago and we picked up uh, thousands and thousands of batteries and we launched it and ran it a second time last summer and truthfully i thought we'd probably get less batteries in year number two than we did in year number one well, that wasn't the case actually we got an uptick in in the number of people uh, uh, putting batteries out to the curbside tens of thousands of them so that program went well uh, so that's encouraging, and we looked at uh, this year trying to expand our uh, efforts. So this year you'll see us pick up textiles. Uh, I think it's uh, one week during the month of June. And so we'll try textiles, and then you'll see us trial uh, uh, electronics in September. So, you know, again, we're trying to divert uh, from uh, from waste, trying to find some creative ways to uh, uh, get our residents to uh, you know, get some of those uh, um, items that are currently going into the garbage, out of the garbage, into, uh, into a, a diversion stream. So electronics and textiles are this year. We've talked in the past about an environmental resource recovery center. Where do we sit in terms of that? Yeah, we had uh, several environmental tests uh, looking uh, looking at that uh, that, that uh, undertaking to validate that we in fact have uh, selected the best site for uh, the recycling uh, resource center. So those uh, tests go on. County should probably see uh, county council should probably see some results of those in the next uh, month or two. I would think. Uh, we're looking at the business case coming in front of council as well this year, so that's progressing nicely. The conversation still goes on. Uh, I haven't personally seen anything that uh, would indicate to me that the site uh, we selected on Horseshoe Valley uh, Road is still the best site in my mind, and uh, uh, the tests will validate that. But so far, uh, it looks like all green lights for that site uh, at this point in time. 
Ward Marshall, if people have any questions of you uh, about um, maybe some of the budget issues or anything that we've talked about today, where should they reach you? Uh, warden at Simcoe.ca. So it's a nice easy, nice, easy email address, warden at Simcoe.ca, and I'd be happy uh, to get back uh, to folks or have uh, you know, a staff member who's got more expertise than I to get back to, you, to, to them as well. Warden Jerry Marshall, thank you so much for joining us on Talk to the Town. Thanks for having me. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.